0: Hello and welcome, folks, to the Bulletproof Marketer. Christopher Tompkins here, ringing in the new year with bells on. Happy 2022, everybody. Uh, yep, it's been a little bit of a break. We've had a few weeks off to celebrate the holidays. I've been in entertaining heaven. I'm a big fan of entertaining over the holidays. So I had a lot of time to do that, which has been really, really fantastic. Um, seeing a lot of family and friends that I haven't seen for a while. Um, But yeah, you know, also having a lot of time to think about what the hell is going to be going on in the digital marketing realm in 2022. So we've had lots of time to take a look through some reports and end of year studies. And I'm going to pull out some of the most important things that I've seen that will apply directly to your marketing strategies in 2022 and beyond. But, you know, come on, we're all scrambling, right? If you don't have your marketing strategy in place, you're still trying to get your marketing budget maybe even developed or approved, et cetera, et cetera. So we're all in different stages. Either if you are completely prepared on one end to completely unprepared on the other end, dude, I got you. This is all for everybody. Um, The stuff that we're going to be covering on today's episode, I think are highly applicable to many different businesses, no matter where you are in your planning and execution process. So we're going to cut through the BS today, get right to the point on a lot of different topics. And I'm going to share some stories. there, are just kind of like food for thought. So today we're really going to be focusing on just getting started on the right foot in January and um, by sharing some trends and news and reports and findings that I think will be super interesting. So I hope you agree. If you don't, don't tell me. So uh, if you are the first time that you've ever joined us, Cool, glad you're here. Please share, share the love. Um, this is an extension of our uh daily newsletter. We have a daily digital marketing newsletter. Basically, the bulletproof marketers for everyone. It's no bullshit marketing advice for marketers by marketers. I'm your fearless host, Christopher Tompkins. I'm here to lead the charge against terrible marketing advice. Um, and there's a lot out there, just telling you. Yeah. What's the secret to the best content? Uh, the high engagement and conversion on the, on, the, on the web. Great content. What the hell does that mean? I need more I need more content. I mean, I mean I'm, my, my team's laughing at me here because it's one of the things we hear all the time. It's kind of like, well, we've heard that if we really up our design angle, we can really make our Instagram perfect. Um, yeah, that's part of a strategy. That's not like a, that's not like the <laughs> the golden ticket, so to speak, to Instagram success. So what we're gonna do here is we're just gonna cut through all of that crap and give you some details that you can really use. Um, why? I have in my own agency, we've been doing this for over 13 years. I have tons of experience. I've talked to loads of different people, um, write for lots of different publications. So my hands are in a lot of different pies so I can see what other people's um, perception of marketing is and also what their ideas are. So um, what we're going to be doing on the Bulletproof Marketer is covering all of this stuff that you see every single day and pulling out the most important things and kind of breaking them down. We will be having lots of guests coming up um, as everybody um, slots into the schedule uh, because it's been very busy, obviously. So um, we're going to have some fantastic guests covering SEO, email marketing. I have tons of experts in my back pocket that I want to introduce you to. So you'll be looking forward to them in the coming weeks. If you know someone or you are an expert that wants to kind of share their um, no bullshit opinion on your expertise area, I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out. You can get in touch with our production department at uh, podcast at gosalesandmarketing.com. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the digital, I'm um, sorry, the Bulletproof Marketer as well as sign up for email blasts, you've got to do it. Go to gosalesandmarketing.com. There's a pop-up right there that will take care of you as soon as you get there. And um, we put out something every single day, Monday to Friday. So really cool stuff. We're not trying to annoy you. We're trying to share like this is really what we found in the news cycle that's most important. So we're almost like trend spotting for you in a way. Um, we're looking through lots of different sources to pull this information. So that's what I've done for us today. We have a couple really great segments. If you're new to the show, this is how we break it down. We're going to go through the BPM's Trend Spotter. We're gonna talk about some of the late breaking news and reports that we've found that you need to know about as a digital marketer. Then we go into um, the BPM versus Stockholm syndrome. That moment when you are a marketer and you don't know if you're making the wrong decision because everyone around you seems to be making the wrong decision. So are you supposed to be doing that as well or vice versa? Let's get through that and let's talk about that and really see what the what is in that scenario. Then we're going to uh, finish up with the silver bullet, which is one of my main hot tips. That is just something that you can add to any of your digital campaigns that really, really creates a lot of impact. Now, does it a lot of impact for no money? Listen, I'm going to tell you how to make impact. You deal with your own budgets um, because these concepts work really well. They work better if you put money behind them sometimes, but not all the time. So. Today's is going to be something that I know that you all have the ability to do, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of tips on how to make that same. So um, after the break, we are going to jump in and talk about some trends. So join me after the break, folks. Hey, do you drink wine? Hell yeah, you do. But what happens when you want to savor that expensive bottle of wine? Put a cork in it? No vacuum seal it yuck savino it duh savino is the best wine saver ever folks okay i love a good cabernet and when i put some money into a nice bottle i don't want to it to go bad so i feel like i have to drink it in one sitting but just imagine being able to enjoy that tuesday's wine on friday Yes, Tuesday is the wine day. I mean, get get into it, okay? So the Savino Wine Preservers create a barrier between the wine and the air. So your wine stays fresh, glass after glass. You know, if you're looking for the perfect host or hostess gift, visit SavinoWine.com today and grab one. Or grab two if you're like me and you buy gifts for yourself while you're shopping for other people, all right? SavinoWine.com. And we are back. Okay, let's talk about the BPM trend spotter. Cue music. No, there's no music, so don't look for it. Okay, so here we go. One of the things that I was taking a look at was a new report um, finds social media video um, as much consumption time as traditional TV. So social media video is now seeing as much consumption time as traditional TV. This I'm reporting first for a reason. Video is something that has been around for quite a while, right? We understand that. And we've heard that it's very, very important. And then, uh uh-oh, here comes TikTok. All of a sudden, video is becoming more important. Uh, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Look at this fact. It is seeing more consumption than traditional TV. Social media video versus traditional television so if you were to place an ad on traditional television you know how much that's going to cost it's going to, it's going to be it's going to be pretty if you're doing prime time it's going to be pretty pricey social media it's free unless you want to put some advertising dollars behind it of course or it's part of a sponsorship whatever but if we're looking at this let's look at these numbers okay so for traditional studio media Watching video content on subscription-based streaming apps, 20%. Watching traditional TV content, 18% of people. Polled listening to streaming music, 15%. Listening to audio content, podcasts like this um, from studios and publishers, 7%. But then we have the user-generated content, and this is something that I've been talking to a lot when I'm talking to new prospects, clients, or just anything that I'm, any any person that I'm consulting with with their business, is UGC, um, user-generated and user-created content. So with user-created content, the watching user-created video content is 16 percent. Watching user-created gaming content is nine percent. Um, creating audio content, podcast, six, uh, created music, four, and gameplay, four. So in this breakdown that I just went through, it's 18% of overall media as TV against 16% of user-generated content. But teens 13 to 17 spend 56% of their time with user-generated content compared with just 22% among consumers 55 and older. Now, 13 to 17 is a very specific audience, but it's a very, very important audience. One that a lot of people are trying to kind of get around. Now, one of the things is um, I I was reporting on another podcast that I do, which is called Hype Busters with me and my friend, April Margulies. And we just kind of bust through a lot of things that are happening within the digital world and kind of busting the hype around them uh, because there's a lot of hype around new things and we just kind of break it down. And one of the things that we saw was that a lot of applications, such as uh, Instagram, um, Spotify was the was the main leadoff. Spotify was having a, a really distinct issue connecting with Gen, Gen Z, um, the audience Gen Z, and that's not too surprising because guess who else is having that issue? Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, Pinterest. All of these platforms are really struggling with, with gaining that audience who's. Really, super adept at doing that, TikTok, and of TikTok is uh, something that a lot of people are still a little afraid of, or don't understand exactly how to harness the power of. Here's my advice: figure it out. I, I mean, I hate to be the, I hate to be the jerk that's going to take you down to the, call you down to the carpet and wag my finger at you. But honestly, folks, TikTok is something that you should be watching. If you can't. If you don't wanna join the fray, watch the fray and try to figure it out. See, they look at the trends, look at what they're doing, look at success stories. This is how you're going to understand how you can apply this directly to your business. But boiling it back to the story, if there's such a le- high level of consumption on social, especially with Gen Z as an audience, that is going to grow. Who's going to be the early adopters on something crazy? Generally, it's going to be maybe a younger audience, more open audience, someone that's looking for the next big thing. Whereas an older audience is kind of comfortable. They're not constantly looking for change. They're looking for something that's reliable and they can go right into. But again, that was how, um, when Instagram first came out, that was very much how it was. It was early adopters, a younger audience. And then everyone's saying, well, I don't want to post pictures of my food. And then guess what? The older generation are utilizing by posting pictures of their food and doing more and more as the platform evolves long story short here the takeaway here is that video is important and if you're going to be doing it you're going to be able to reap, reap lots of benefits this may or may not be tied to the silver bullet section later on but we shall talk about it then next story that i have for you is um oh my gosh it's another user generated content one point am I trying to make? Right between the lines, right? So user-generated content, this is a piece of variety that I absolutely loved. Um, user-generated content represents 39% of time spent with media. Um, this is a study by the Consumer Technology Association, and it was analyzing U.S. content creator trends. So um, they did this report, and it was called Exploring the Creator Economy, and it found that overall user-generated content accounts for 39% of weekly media hours consumed by Americans versus 61% for traditional media. So specifically among Americans 13 and older, um, quote unquote, watching traditional TV content had 18% share of the weekly time spent with media compared with 16% for UGC videos. So this one is dovetailing off of that report that I just shared with you before, and it is very, very similar findings, right? So what are we learning here? We're kind of seeing that this is definitely something that is important for us to keep our eyes on, Uh, you know, especially... If you're focusing, hyper-focusing immediately on Gen Z, you know, okay, right, well, listen up. But if you're not, um, you will have to later try to use these types of venues in order to gain uh, engagement with your audience and and some sort of credibility. So don't think that this is flash in the pan. This is definitely something that's going to stay around. Uh, So that is UGC and video, just showing that, you know, you really got to show up if you want a piece of this. Um, and I talk about UGC all the time. And one thing that I want to kind of say in terms of UGC, don't think that UGC means that you have to go and find a Kardashian and give them $3 million to do one freaking story, Instagram story about your company. And then you're going to get $5 million off the back of that. That is an absolute false economy. If you're looking at it on the surface like that, there are benefits to that, but there's other ways of generating user-generated content. One thing, I'll just throw out a real quick tip here, and I'll leave it there for you to think about. Remember how we used to get testimonials and reviews? A lot of product companies and and, um, SaaS companies out there, I'm sure that is really important continually. And also services. I mean, everybody likes uh, good testimonials. But what if you were able to do testimonials in video form where the individual that was giving it was shooting themselves? That's where we are now. So think about it in this way. Remember how you used to think, uh, this is something, oh my God, I, I, I'm not going to be high and mighty here. I hate this too. I do not like asking for people's opinion. I don't like to do it because I feel like I'm putting them out. Because like, hey, would you mind, I know you're really happy with our services. Would you mind um, creating a testimonial for us that we can use on our, our website? I hate doing that. But there's an inherent value to it. So once I got over that, I now have a system that I can do that in a way that I feel comfortable with. So what's the next step in that platform? Once you get past that, how can we use that to create user generated content that's relevant to our brand? Now it can be that straight endorsement, but there's many other ways. You can have images and tags. Um, You can have images of people using your product, or talking about your service, or giving an example, or showing your app on their phone, or whatever. There's lots of different opportunities there. But I would say with any UGC that you try to do, why don't you focus with people that are familiar with you, people that like working with you, and people that you know on a more connected level. Those are the people that are really fantastic to start your efforts because they are already engaged with you, rather than like, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna go on Instagram and find the right person. Like, oh my God, that's that's not shooting fish in a barrel, folks. This is a little bit more challenging than you think. So why don't find the raving fans that you already have, grab them up in your big tender arms, hug them close to you and say, hey, I got something for you, why don't we do this? Would you mind doing this? And guess what? Give them like a gift card or something. R- repay them in some nice way that's very personal. Okay, because if you see that that works, and that whole system is successful, then you can start modifying it and going larger. Now, I'm not trying to build your whole UGC program, but this is the kind of way that this is one of the ways that you can go about executing that. Now, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the top five B2C marketing trends of 2022, um, brought to us by our buddies at HubSpot. I'm not a HubSpot partner, so don't go there with me. But I do find these really interesting. When, our, um, when my strategy assistant, good old Chase, brought this to my um, uh, attention, I really, really enjoyed this because I think these B2C trends are um, ones that I've been seeing already kind of percolating. So I wanted to share them with you just to kind of from some food for thought. So the first big trend of 2022 for B2C is short form video will be a priority. Okay. I've already said this like four or five times already. I'm not, I'm not creating a case for short form video here, folks. I'm just picking the articles that kind of rose to the top. And this is another one. in short form video are videos that you could use um, as shorts on YouTube, as reels on Instagram, um, as a TikTok video. There's lots of opportunities. But if you're thinking of um, one of the... Uh, where is this stat? I'm going to find it in this article. A um, Short form video content offered the second highest ROI for B2C marketers in 2021 behind influencer marketing. So it does have, and, bef, and like I said before, influencer marketing is not terrible. If it's done right, it's done right. I think a lot of people have a little bit of the wrong Uh, idea about it, that it's just going after someone that's absolutely big, paying a really exorbitant price, and then expecting results. There's more to that, um, but that's a longer conversation we can have on another day, maybe with an influencer marketing expert that we could bring in. Um, But anyway, roughly 33% of B2C marketers already invest in short-form content, um, while one-third of those who haven't will do so for the first time in 2022. So, it is definitely growing. I mean, because if you're thinking that B2C, um, B2C brands that are running campaigns, all of you out there with B2C companies, you're probably interested in increasing brand awareness first, advertising the products, and then increasing revenue and increasing engagement. Those are pretty much the four, the four pillars of what you're trying to do. And short form video will really help you achieve that because there's lots of mediums for it that you can utilize for low to no cost. Another one. Influencer marketing will still be a key lead revenue driver. So for most B2C marketers, um, the power of influencers can be clear. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, in this report, it says it's definitely clear. It's loud and clear. It's not loud and clear in my, if we're going to be BPMing it here, uh, definitely, I do not feel like it's clear. Uh, when I'm talking to different businesses on a daily basis, I would say nearly of them are highly unclear of how it works. So in this survey that they've done through HubSpot, it's saying that 61% of the people that have been polled think that this is really, really important and they're going to be doing this. That's different than saying that the power of influencers is clear to these businesses. Um, So if you're a business out there that has never really worked with influencers or worked in that realm, I think it's just something that you should be approaching with caution and understanding the value by looking at how it's worked for other people. There are many case studies out there that you can find through a simple Google search or even through sites like um, uh, social, uh, social media today and those types of, or marketing dive. A lot of those sites do have inf- influencer um, stacks and case studies that could be interesting to you, You know, you really got to do your homework before you jump in because you're not going to be able to really truly understand what the budget implications could be. Because for example, you could get Simone Biles, the the fantastic um, Olympian as one of your your influencers. Well, maybe she could cost $10,000 and she would give you X result, but maybe you could do 20 people that have a smaller following that's highly engaged on a platform for less money and get more reach. So it's understanding how that works so that you can work the investment the right way. Uh, a lot of people feel that, okay, well this person, they have over um, a million followers, they must be an influencer. That's not always the case. Uh, you have to look at the engagement that they're getting. And I would say that's my biggest tip on influencer marketing and then we move on. Um, But look at how much engagement they're receiving on each one of their posts. And obviously, the the numbers are going to be lower on the first couple because they're new. Do a hard scroll, which is getting your finger and just flicking it on that mouse until it stops. Click on a post there and see how much engagement it's getting. If it's getting 100 or 150 engagements and the account has over a million, do not use them as an influencer that engagement ratio is too low. So you there's more information out there on that, just giving you a little tidbit. But I do feel that, um, that with this trend, number two, influencer marketing is still key lead revenue driver, believe it can be. If you understand what it is, I disagree that for all B2C marketers, influencer marketing is very clear. I do feel like it's the wild, wild west, and it does involve a lot of handling. So unless you are well-versed in the whole way and mechanics and the negotiations and the paperwork, then definitely it's going to be a key for you. Number three, audio content will take a front seat. This has been, um, this has been kind of on the boil for, for a while. It's saying that 19.1% of B2C marketers use podcasts or other audio content in their marketing. So just under 20%. And of those who do use it, 37% find it to be one of their most effective trends. So I'm an agency. I provide, I'm not, I'm not B2C because obviously I'm going to other businesses. Um, So it's a different game for me than it would be for a B2C audience because it's a much different angle, right? If you're coming to me for my expertise as a marketer and I'm sharing it on here, it's just an extension of my brand, so to speak. But if you're a B2C, it's a little bit more challenging. So to see, that, to see those numbers, I think that's pretty, that's pretty impressive for me for a B2C audience. It says roughly 43% of B2C marketers plan to increase their investment in podcasts in, in this, this year, while 38.4% plan to keep it the same. So podcasts and audio are going to be very important. The other thing that we have to think about is social audio. So while audio is fantastic, using podcasts and that's great. We all understand how that works. There is going to be more audio options for you moving forward. There's going to be audio options on Twitter, on Facebook. So remember that um, that master failure. I shouldn't say that. Um, I think it's a failure, but that's me. I'm just I'm a jerk that way. I'll just call spade a spade on that one. I, I really do feel that um, Clubhouse was a bit of a failure, but it was a wonderful testing ground for us to see how social audio worked. Now, Spotify is jumping into it with the green room app. And, and I know that Twitter and Facebook are have some things in the works that they want to use as well. So with all of that said, it's interesting to me just to think about, okay, think about it like this. Videos You have this promotional video or a long form video that's an explainer video of your company, your service, whatever. You can take a bite size of that and that can be a reel, a TikTok, a short on YouTube. So if you have a podcast, you can do a short version, which can be a social audio clip as well. So that's one way of thinking about it. Also think about it in this manner. If you're going to do any sort of interaction or live, you can also do audio lives through these audio rooms, much like the clubhouse application and green um, Green room and all the rest. Um, so there are gonna be more implications as the year rolls out. My tip, video, figure out video first. Everybody listening to my voice, figure out how to use video for your company in one way, shape or form. Every single one of you out there, I don't care what your business is, video comes, plays a role in some way, shape, or form, whether it be an animation, an explainer, a face-to-face, a whatever. It has a meaning, so don't sleep on it. All right, moving on. Um, number four, social responsibility will be more important, and I'm seeing this a lot. I've actually seen this um, with a lot of the different business owners. I have, I'm a member of different business groups kind of like on the side, they're not official, just groups of um, different business owners. Then we talk about um, trends and stuff. It's actually fun. Helps you feel like you're not going crazy. But anyway, um, what they have found is that a lot of their staff are not motive, They're asking for bonuses that would be possibly going to um, global warming. In going to specific charities because they're more interested in social causes, so I thought that that was very interesting because people are motivated by different things all the different all the time, right? It's just a million; it's always different. But what that says to me is that there's more to this. So it says here in this report, um, it's the 2020 Edelman Trust Barometer they grabbed, um, and it says uh, that many. Consumers see trust as leading factor in their purchasing decisions, which is funny because uh, my uh, my friend April, who I have the radio show with, I talked about before, she has a PR agency, but it's not public relations; it's trust relations is the name of her company because she builds everything based off of trust, which is why I mean, obviously, she's seen this trend way ahead of anybody else. And so, in the past two years, um, with calls of social justice and COVID and all that stuff that happened. Um, Consumers are starting to hold brands more accountable. So it's now brands need to address that demand, right? So that's something that we're going to be seeing quite a lot um, over the coming, uh, coming year. I would say a lot of brands are going to be called to the carpet. I've seen a lot of really insensitive activities with brands. So I can see this being something that's going to continually grow. The final five, number five, let's say that brands will continue to apply inbound marketing strategies. Okay, thanks HubSpot. That's not a shocker. We're not going to stop doing inbound. Inbound's really, really amazing. Um, And and in fact, over 80% of marketers plan to keep the same budget or add more for the strategy. Okay, do I think of this as a trend? No, this is real life. Okay, if you don't have an inbound marketing strategy, you need one. Um, So saying that brands are going to continue to apply inbound marketing is kind of a misnomer for me. Um, I think you should be doing that anyway. So if you view that as a late breaking trend, you're behind and you need to catch up because inbound is going to be super important for you. If you're interested in, in me kind of talking about more, more of that in term, in maybe in the Stockholm Syndrome segment or the Silver Bullet, just get in touch with me via social and I'm happy to expound on that. I have tons of things to say about that because I find it really irritating when people don't have that in place because it's such a winner. Now, going on to another trend, which I think is interesting in terms of social media usage, Um, just kind of over the past decade and where we're going, because we're talking about the future in this episode. So here we go. Um, We're looking at just some of the stats I want to pull out of this report that I thought were really interesting. Let me just tell you who the report was done by so we can actually have it. Um, App App Annie's Evolution of Social Apps Report. This is where we're taking this from. So, um, and the whole report is available online as well. I'm taking this from social media today, which is a great site, by the way, they have fantastic news. Uh, And so first thing, cumulative consumer spend in social apps has been obviously constantly growing um, year on year, so this is not really that surprising. Then the growth of hours spent um, in the top five social apps, again, um, lots and lots of, of growth in chat, live streaming, and photo and video, but live streaming is the one with the most exponential growth from 2020 to 2021 beyond. Something to think about. What's live streaming involved? Video. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I'm sorry, I'm being annoying. Okay, so next up, I know I'm getting a look. Okay, okay I'm going to shut up about video. It's going to come up about 400 more times. Anyway, so then we're going to talk about the average monthly hours per user. TikTok versus YouTube. Fight! But we win? Who, who do you think is going to win? Okay, I didn't hear your answer. You weren't loud enough. But TikTok is going to be um, the winner over YouTube. And it basically, YouTube has been fairly flat um, over the last three or four years in terms of, it's been a little up and down boop, 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 in the U.S. especially. TikTok went from zero to right at YouTube levels. And then this is the first time that YouTube's gonna be hitting a trough while um, TikTok is hitting a larger peak than them. Um, That's almost double what they've had previously. So that, I think that that is something that's really important. Um, Now, Facebook's dominance is pretty much um, the one thing that we can take from this. It's been one of the largest ones over time. So it's still one of the largest. Um, But TikTok is really um, chewing at its heels. Um, And another trend is Twitter has fallen a bit over the past few years. I also believe that it will have a reorganization and reemergence because it's going through a lot of changes right now with Jack Dorsey stepping down, their CEO. They have new management. So I expect some more out-of-the-box thinking from Twitter. Twitter is one to watch, I think. That's a bulletproof marketer trend um, for you to check out. Um, And then what else do we have on this report that's interesting? That's about it. I think that that's probably the most important things that I've kind of hit on that report. Again, um, I do feel that live streaming is going to be something to pay attention to, uh, especially because um, if you are doing any sort of sales, like B2C sales on Instagram uh, or TikTok, what have you, The live streaming can also be done as almost uh, a shopping. Um, uh, What am I trying to think? Like a QVC HSN type of situation. So you can have one of your influencers trying out outfits and saying, hey, buy it now. And then you can actually have the shopping tied directly to that. Is that something new? Not necessarily, but there's enough bells and whistles now that have been added on that will definitely help you out. So just saying these are things that you can check out. Now, um, let's go through, oh, one more thing that's fantastic I wanted to share with you is the uh, at piece from ABP Live. Um, You'll soon be able to share your screen on Instagram. Okay, this is kind of a big deal. So if you are, if you do have, I would say who would be the low hanging fruit for usage on this? If you have a, if you have a product that really, really could benefit from being shown how it is utilized, even if you have a service, the same thing. But um, if you have a product or service that really needs a little bit more explanation and you're doing, you're like, I can't really do that much on a live or I can't really do that much when I'm just posting videos. This is an ability that you can do when you have live, you can actually share your screen while you're doing in, interspersing through your um, through your presentation in the live. This is really good because this does have implications on being able to explain things in a different way, showing values, doing training, lots of different things. So you can even walk through you can do a live meeting on all your new brand ambassadors and you can go through how the brand ambassador program works and all of that. There's lots of different implications there. So I believe that being able to share your screen on Instagram while you're going live is very, very valuable. Um, again, just please, please be careful what you're sharing on your screen um, because I've seen I've seen some screen shares. I mean, we've all have, right? We've been on Zoom for the last, it like, feels like 25,000 years. Uh, we've all seen things that we shouldn't have seen. So uh, that's my only real thing that I would say be careful with. Um, but so another thing, um, that I wanted to go through right before is there is a really great piece I want to alert you to, um, which is, it's a piece by marketing dive and it goes through the nine campaigns that struck a chord in 2021, really, really interesting reading. Um, it's talking about, um, the cameo crossover with Coca-Cola where Santa's giving messages via cameo, um, Uh, Wendy's experimental uh, campaign with Rick and Morty. There's lots of interesting stuff. I think that this is more on the advertising side, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But I really thought these were fantastic. So if you want to take a look at those, it's in in Marketing Dive. It's a deep dive um, on there. And it's the nine campaigns that struck a chord in 2021. All right, folks. After the break, we're going to go into some very, very difficult territory, which is the BPM versus Stockholm syndrome. All right, see you in a minute. All right, I have a pretty picky pet. Our golden doodle, Olive, is leaning pretty heavy on the poodle side and is pretty picky about her food. You know, that is until she tried square pet. Okay. Before she tried square pet, we've given her like 14 different types of food. And but we've, let, we've let her try it out for a while. We're not changing them every day, don't, don't be a hater. But uh, we gave her a square pet and she gobbled it up and is totally eating only that now, which is great because it's a healthy, all natural pet nutrition that's been developed by veterinary professionals using only the highest quality and responsibly sourced ingredients. There are solutions for both dogs and cats. You know, I, I'm I'm not biased. Dogs or cats, everyone's welcome, as well as specialized diets that are backed by science. I'm so overprotective of Olive, and I want to treat her like a queen. So, Square Pets, it is, folks. Learn more and order a bag to try out today at mysquarepet.com. Again, mysquarepet.com. Woof. Okay. We're back. Okay. Oh, marketers, you know something, right? Yank crazy. You just think you are. What I'm talking about here is a marketer's Stockholm syndrome, where we go so far into our heads that we can't see reality, much less what's about maybe like a foot in front of us, right? So this is where if I can help just one marketer from not going, what am I doing wrong and feel empowered? I'm here for that. Okay. So what I want to do in this segment is I want to talk about the email rules that you set for yourself in your marketing. So if you are a brand, a marketing agency, what have you, there are learned behaviors in email marketing and also the email marketing messaging, such as I can't send more than one a month. I can only do a newsletter, and the newsletter is going to be like a digest of all the things that's happening that are really cool in our company. Oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm not. I didn't do anything interesting this month. Let's just not do a newsletter this month. Um, oh, uh, um, we have to really. Um, everything needs to be sales oriented. We really need to be focused on sales. Every company has their own trapping where they're not able to really think outside of the box due to the rules that are set forth by the powers that be or history. Let me tell you, when you're when you well, let me tell you something. When you're dealing with when you're dealing with email marketing, one of the things that absolutely drives me freaking crazy is when there is a formula that is followed by a company agency whatever that's completely ineffective that must be adhered to. This is one of the things that you're thinking, I think about this in terms of the structure of how the amount of sending, but also this kind of blurs over the lines into the wonderful world of messaging. Yay. Messaging sucks. If you need to be starting to think about who's reading this, what value are you supplying to your readers? So how can you break out of this way of thinking? Well, let me help you out. There's a there's a there's a, a piece in Email Marketing Daily that I saw recently that really really resonated with this message that I'm sharing with you. Consumers want funny and reassuring emails from brands. Oh my god, really? How can I be funny? Pick one of the lanes and go with it, right? So, um, this is a U.S. consumer trend report. Again, this is from the same one that I was talking about before. Everyone's using this report, by the way. So if you want to see the 2022 U.S. Consumer Trend Report by a test, it's available online. So you can just Google it and find it. Um, But it's saying that, let me just, let me go through some of these strats. Maybe email copy isn't reassuring enough. 39% seeks from fans. I don't know. Okay. So in addition, 57% of all consumers want marketing to amuse and entertain them which is up from 4% last year. I mean, come on. Anyway, um, Gen Z, well, remember those people? We talked about them earlier. 53% like getting email marketing at least once a week versus 66.5% of millennials, 63% Gen X, and 58% of boomers. Meaning that everybody but Gen Z likes to get more email. Um, So in general, the hot time in terms of frequency is once a week, but after that is several times a week. Hmm, how do I make my mind up if that works? Should I do once a week or uh, once every day? You have to test it, folks. I don't have an answer for you. Then um, consumers are now large, uh, largely shopping in digital channels. Um, so most of them are shopping a split between online and in store with 30%. So there's lots of different stats within this report that's interesting. But what I'm finding is that they are more interested in authentic communications directly to them from you rather than, hey, we're a brand, here's our products, here's a coupon code, go to work. It's more than that. You need to think about every element of your subscriber. If there's someone subscribe to you, why the hell have they? Are they a customer? Are they a lost customer? Are they abandoned cart? Are they just a bot list? Are they someone who subscribed to a newsletter? Are they someone that came through a special? You need to have all of these audiences very niched out. Then what messaging would work with them? If they've never purchased with you, how can you build some sort of nurture message that will gain their attention and make them feel like you're credible and interesting? And how do you get someone to repurchase? How do you do um, someone that is ice cold and warm them up? This is, in, this is over to you. But what I'm saying is as marketers, we get Stockholm syndrome because we feel like we must do the same thing all the time. You need to test it. You need to randomize your your messaging. You need to randomize your dates. You need to randomize your frequency and then monitor, report, and enhance. Don't go with what you had for years. That is gone. If you are a law firm that's sending something out once a month, why are you not communicating with them more often? Why don't you let them know or let them choose? Would you like a more frequent newsletter? We're sharing our own legal tips and kind of funny tidbits once a week. Would you like to be on that list? There's different ways of doing it. So my message here, marketers, is that you are not going crazy. There's more, you're not not successful in what you're doing because you're sticking to what is cemented. You need to break out of that box and try new things in order to enhance. So if you need to get buy-in from the powers that be, Ask them if you can enhance, if you can just test something. Can I A-B test this for one month, please, just for this list? It's a a side list. It's only 100 people. I just want to see if this is going to work. Then you're not affecting the whole and so on and so forth. But just think out of the box, folks, um, and understand that email marketing is not something that you kind of come up with one thing and it's going to work forever. Your audience is aging and it's changing. The world is evolving. So why are you using the same thing you used five years ago? It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, after the break, I have the silver bullet and I'm shooting it your way in a couple minutes. See you on the other side of this break. Hey, do you drink wine? Hell yeah, you do. But what happens when you want to savor that expensive bottle of wine? Put a cork in it? No. Vacuum seal it? Yuck. Savino it. Duh. Savino is the best wine saver ever, folks. Okay. Okay. I love a good Cabernet, and when I put some money into a nice bottle, I don't want it to go bad, so I feel like I have to drink it in one sitting, but just imagine being able to enjoy that Tuesday's wine on Friday. Yes. Tuesday is the wine day. I mean, get, get into it. Okay. So the Savino wine preservers create a barrier between the wine and the air. So your wine stays fresh glass after glass. You know, if you're looking for the perfect host or hostess gift, visit SavinoWine.com today and grab one or grab two. If you're like me and you buy gifts for yourself while you're shopping for other people. All right. Savino And we are back with your silver bullet. So each week I wanna dive into a topic that is a silver bullet or proven secret technique to reach and attain your marketing goals. So what's this week's silver bullet? Okay, folks, I think I did 14,000 spoiler alerts in this episode already, but the secret weapon this week, it's video, sorry. I know you think it's going to be like something like real secret. I'm going to get a thousand fans in five minutes from your silver bullet. Now, folks, um, what I found with video for working on campaigns, I've worked on hundreds of campaigns. One thing I have found, if it's organic, if it's an organic digital campaign, or if it's a paid um, uh, digital campaign, one thing always rings true. If we use video, it's more effective. We get more engagement, more likes, more comments, more reactions, more shares. Depending on the content of the video or the direction of the video, obviously that would that sees if people are going to click or go somewhere else because we have to. It has to be built for the conversion that we're looking for. But just saying, organic, organically speaking, any video is positive. There, you can do live videos. You can do pre-tape that you upload that looks live. You can do short-form content. You can do TikTok. You can do Reels. You can do Shorts. You can do. YouTube videos, YouTube tutorials, Facebook, there's tons of different ways to use video. So what I challenge each one of you listening to this today is to come up with one way that you could create many different videos based off of answering the FAQs. It's a really good first step if you're stuck on videos. Um, If you've already been doing videos and doing some really cool out-of-the-box stuff, awesome. You're, 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 You're already doing it. I really find that not necessarily going, one of our frequently asked questions is how do I get support after i buy? back? No, that's not what we want. I'm talking about, maybe that's the question. How do, after I purchase, how do I get support? You can just straight up address it. Hey folks, top tip today from the team. You want to get in touch with us and tell us what you think or you need a little bit of help. We're here for you. Go to our website, go use the chat. I'm there right now. Like, this is the type of thing. This is the way that you can handle it. Obviously in the tone and with the content that resonates with your audience. All of that said, try to find a way that you can create multiple pieces of video at once. So if you can kind of come up with FAQs and you have seven, do maybe seven videos if you can. And then start wrapping them into your marketing and see how they do. Guess what? If you do it, and then you see how they do, then you have a proof that of why you need to do more. This is what I think is the first step because if you come up with a whole video strategy and I'm hiring Spielberg and he's gonna get in here, we're doing like ET2 up in this bitch. Like, no, that's not what we're aiming for folks. What we wanna do is kind of do something small, test it, put money behind, a little bit of money behind one of them and look at how everything performs what are your results off of that? Is that worth the effort of filming? Is that the worth the effort of putting it out there? Then you can justify expenses. But if you're just doing a whole bunch and saying like, yo, video is the thing I'm doing right now. I'm all in. I'm all in. And you have no re- You have no stats behind it. If that's going to be successful or not, it's a waste of time. All right. Silver bullet video. Shocker. I had so much fun. It's nice to be back and talking to you all in 2022. Um, I'm, I'm really hopeful about this year because I, I just have seen a lot of really cool things. I mean, obviously I've shared a lot of stuff in this episode in terms of trends and, and things that are going to be happening. But one of the things I really wanted to um, express to you all is that this is going to be, digital marketing is going to change a ton, actually a shit ton in 2022 and it's going to be going like this. So please latch onto concepts that you don't understand very quickly or you will be left behind. And when you're being left behind, you're really going to be behind. Meaning that NFTs, Bitcoin, this is type of things, these are the type of concepts where people are like, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) flashing the pan. I've read 10, NFT articles in the last three days from major marketing publications. Learn them, be in the conversation. Don't know how to use them? You're not being asked to use them right now. Learn how to use them. I'm just saying, get familiar with things that you're not familiar with so that when you are called to use them, you can start clicking. And the best way to understand how to make them click is to start trying to do things that are more low-hanging fruit. Like I mentioned video in the silver bullet segment, figure out how video can work for you or look at TikTok. How could you make TikTok relate to your business? Once you kind of get through those card concepts, it's easier to see how like Bitcoin would relate to you in any way, shape or form, or how you could wrap that into a campaign that would be beneficial to your audience that understand it. So, I mean, if Burger King's jumping into this market, like I think it's probably not a bad idea for you guys to pick that up, but I'm telling you, Uh, Meta is going to be making major changes. Instagram is making changes on the daily. This, This world is going to move really, really quickly in 2022. So I want you, the marketing professional, to be ready to grab on and hold on tight and ride it out. But I also want you to be in a little bit more of a proactive mode so that you can be preparing yourself for the future, rather than just having to ride out whatever's thrown your way. All right, folks. Um, This, uh, what was your favorite part of today's show? Is there anything that you really learned today that you were kind of, ah, or had an aha moment? I hope you did. Um, But tweet me at BP Marketer and let me know if you have show ideas, comments, concerns, anything. Let me know, I'm here. Um, Also make sure to sign up for our our, uh, companion newsletter. Go to gosalesandmarketing.com and use the pop-up and gain access to the inner circle and get daily tips just like the ones that... um, Uh, we've talked about today on today's show, right into your inbox. I'm telling you folks, it's five days a week. It's not that many stories but every single one of them really sings. And if you're going into them, I'm telling you this, this is like insider knowledge. When I was a marketing director and head of marketing at different firms, I would subscribe to these things, these daily newsletters. I would come up with the top trends and I would throw them out in our daily meeting and you always sound good. So, hey, (laughs) at least there's that. But also it's really good information um, for you to kind of retain and learn. All right, got to run, be kind, be authentic, be bulletproof. Until next time, folks, Christopher Tompkins, Bulletproof Marketer. Bye. -bye.